It's the Jenny Hatch show, and I am here with the episode 11 of the Unredacted After Show chat. Looks like I've already gone. Goodbye. Glenn and Q just finished their show. They had Michael Tracy on today calling in from Poland, and it was a fabulous show. They did a great job. And as I was on the news today, I saw that there's some dopey people trying to cancel Tolstoy and Tchaikovsky and the Bolshoi Ballet and all of these great Russian things. And I'm just here to tell you, you're not going to be able to do that. You're just not going to do that. You do not get to cancel my beloved Tolstoy, not on my watch. So uh, we will have Russian culture. We will have Russian history. We will have the Russian language and we will have Russian music books. And that's, that's it. End of story. You don't get to do that. Um, one of the best Broadway shows that came out over the last few years was Natasha, Pierre, and the Great Comet of 1812, which is a show that was based on Tolstoy's War and Peace, a 70-page passage detailing the love affair between Pierre and Natasha. Dave Malloy was the musician who put this show together and he had the unfortunate reality of bringing it to Broadway the very year that Hamilton showed up, Lin-Manuel's fabulous show. And so in competing for eyes and Tony Awards and dollars and just coverage, um, Great Comet kind of got lost in the melee of the Hamilton juggernaut and so it did not get a fair shake and I think it was a better show I think it was just fabulous and so the idea of Tolstoy and his great story being set to music the most exquisite modern music and dance and this love affair between Pierre and Natasha and their unrequited love and finding each other after both of their hearts were broken some of the most exquisite music ever crafted for Broadway. The seed for that music came from Leo Tolstoy. Tolstoy. No, no, you do not get to cancel Tolstoy. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. So I, I don't feel like I need to add too much more to their conversation. If somebody actually had shown up and wanted to chime in and share their thoughts on all of this madness, I would happily engage I would like to point out that there are upwards of 30 biolabs that are being reported of having been started during the Obama years. Victoria Newland let that out in a congressional hearing the other day. And I think that's the most important side to this story. I believe we are still experiencing wag the dog type behavior from the Biden administration, world government types and people who do not want what happened at those biolabs coming out into the public eye. That is my feeling. That is my gut gut feeling. I think we should all be carefully watching that side of the story. And that there are, are there's censorship in place right now to make it so that if the Russian military gets in and finds out what's in those labs, even if they determine something really ugly was going on there, there's not going to be any way for them to report it because Russia today has been taken down. And I think 
some of the stories on Russia Today that I saw over the years, like the past 15 years, they did better reporting than many of the Americans on various issues. So we need Russia Today back, give those people all their jobs back, get them back. We need eyes and ears on the ground in the form of bloggers and people like Michael Tracy. We need an army of journalists to go in there so that it's not just Sean Penn telling the story of what's happening on the ground in Ukraine. Uh, I I think it's great that Sean Penn's there. I, I think it's wonderful he's making a documentary, but we need more people there telling the truth about what's happening on the ground because I do think there's probably going to be some stuff that comes out. And, and Michael was really good about pointing this out in Q as well, that there are open Nazis wearing their uniforms. They've got their tattoos. They're identifiable. And, and these are the true white supremacists who are out there just um, pushing their agenda. And if that is the group that's in charge in Ukraine, wouldn't it make sense that just your average good-hearted Ukrainian citizen would like to dispatch with those people and move to a more democratically elected type government than having a bunch of Nazis in charge of things? So I'm, I'm questioning everything I'm seeing in the media from everyone I'm going with my gut on the biolabs thing just because of what I know about uh, the drug industrialists and what they they have done in various places around the world and that those stories are important as they come out. We need to open our eyes and embrace the truth of what's right in front of our eyes. And then, you know, in terms of the war, I guess it just remains to be seen if it becomes a truly hot war. I mean, that involves multiple countries and NATO and American soldiers. I do think the citizens of Ukraine deserve to be defended over there to help defend them and stand up for them. But we need to be really careful about who we align with uh, economically, who we give arms to. Somebody jokingly on Twitter said, you know, oh, great, we get to go back to Ukraine in 10 years and fight their version of ISIS using our own weaponry. And that, that's, you know, it's a joke, but it's it's so true. That happened in so many countries where the, the people who were fighting were armed by the American military and then they became totalitarian-ish or they needed to be dealt with or for one reason or another, the government needed to change. And, and here's the Americans coming in to help switch up the government. And I, I just think this whole thing needs to stop. You know, I'm I'm somewhat embarrassed that I used to be all in with the neocon perspective, but I just didn't have the whole big picture. And I'm willing to admit I was wrong. I called it wrong. I couldn't see it. I really believed when we were fighting against people like Saddam Hussein, we were doing good work. And I do think the world is better with him and his two sons off the world stage and a a republic in its place. And it's up to the Iraqis what they do with their republic. But a lot of American lives were destroyed making that happen. And so it, you know, of course, makes me question how much I was in with the military industrial complex and their goals for never ending war. They need to be dealt with. They need to be stood up to. And honestly, there was only one president over the last 10 who was willing to do that. And his name was Donald Trump and both sides, left and right, who were all in with big oil and big pharma and big military. Um, They hated Trump because he was going to mess with their money streams. And he did in every conceivable way. 
And so that's why they hated him. That's why they came up with the Russia hoax. Glenn spent some time talking about Spygate and how it was all a fraud, the Mueller probe, all of it. And it all stemmed from the Clinton Foundation and the money they paid to get the Steele dossier out there. And then they controlled the journalists who controlled the dossier and they started their Russian disinformation. You know, I've been called a Russian bot multiple times on multiple platforms simply for standing next to Donald Trump these last five years. So all these truth bombs need to be exploded. And I look forward to a time when there are no more secrets. It's been prophesied in the scriptures. We are going to get to that day. No more secrets. And I'm looking forward to it because then we can all see everything clearly. Um, Truth is being poured out on our heads every single day. And it's a glorious time to be alive. They just can't cover everything up. And those who have done evil, and I include the Biden people in that, Joe Biden, his family, I don't know how much Kamala Harris is involved, but I do think there has just been a stench coming from the Biden family in terms of their pay to play uh, deals that they've had with China.